You're listening to the Blue Family Tree Podcast. We're here to help you rob the pension bank. It's your host, coming to you from Colorado, Patrick Rice. Welcome back to this episode of the Blue Family Tree. Just like she said, our goal here is to keep you alive well into retirement. Take that pension bank for every last cent you can, and in order to do so, we give you a few things to think about that will help keep you alive and get you home safe at the end of every shift. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children or working on some stage in L.A.? Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor or did you just sit Where were you on that September morning? There's so many of us out there now that weren't even around or were just infants. The law enforcement profession is now well overstaffed with non-9-11 cops. Those of us that were around before 9-11 as police officers are a very rare breed anymore. And if you look on Officer Down Memorial page, you'll see that officers dying of 9-11 cancer is also waning. The world has changed. We said we would never forget, and yet when you look around, so many of us have. It's not the same. For those of you who are old enough to remember 9-12-2001, the world was entirely different than it is now and most likely will ever be again. How did we lose sight so fast? Here we are two decades. Two decades later, and we have completely completely lost sight of September 12th, 2001. The smoke was still rising. I can't even say the dust was settling. The smoke was still rising for weeks. But we had a resolve about us as American citizens that was refreshed and new. I'd imagine the likes of Pearl Harbor, but nothing that anybody in our lifetimes today has ever witnessed. And unfortunately, apparently in many of our lifetimes today, still have never witnessed. Do we have to go through another 9-11? Do we need one for every generation? Does this need to keep happening over and over and over again to show what American resolve is? Or can we just have that solidarity of American resolve and faith in America and know that America is the most incredible country on the planet, in the planet's history. Why can't we keep that? Why, as a matter of fact, are we fighting against ourselves and have vast populations of America out there who say America is not exceptional, who don't believe that America is the greatest country on earth? And it's not just because we're pompous or arrogant. Look at the facts of what America has done in the last 230 years. Really look at what America has done since we came here in boats and began settling the land. It's an amazing, amazing feat what America has accomplished. And it's because of the ingenuity and it's because of the promise of being able to keep your fruits of your labor. That's what makes America so exquisite. Yes, it helps that we have a gorgeous land 
sea to shining sea and all the different geography and everything in between the natural resources that are available to us but it's the american people it's the american people that are our greatest asset without the hearts of the american people standing behind the constitution of the united states and standing for freedom and liberty for all we would have failed to be the greatest country ever to exist on this planet and right now many of those people are missing the point so what do we as peace officers and families of peace officers do to help turn this ship around because i got news for you family it's headed for an iceberg and it does not look pretty there has to be something that those of us who care about and love this country and everybody in this country not just those that think like us, but we have to embrace and love everyone in this country and find a way to bring everybody together in order to right this ship and turn it around. Being a pre-9-11 cop, I remember uh, we, you know, we all had our differences and everybody still you know, argued amongst themselves, but America was just kind of cruising along. There wasn't room for people to be necessarily black or white or gay or straight or liberal or conservative even it was just kind of cruising along everything was going smooth enough but you know i think we had reached that point of comfort where it let it lent itself to us being vulnerable to an attack and then when 9-11 hit now remember it was not as successful as bin laden had hoped that it would be this was supposed to be a hit on either the White House or uh, the Capitol. I guess it's never really been real clear which one. And uh, there's some discussion that there could have been even other planes that were involved that people backed out of. Uh, I don't pretend to know all the details of what didn't work out at 9-11, but know that what did work out was a fraction of the plan. And I would venture to guess that when the towers finally fell by that afternoon, that the terrorists were elated with the success. I don't think that they were engineers who knew precisely where to hit the towers, at what speed, with how much fuel, in order to make those towers collapse. I think that was a bonus for them. And what they got out of those towers collapsing was more than just Wall Street financial fuddy-duddies. They got our warriors. They got those that were willing to run into the buildings while others were running out. They took away a piece of our professional country through our financial district and our World Trade Center and all the thousands of careers and important positions that were in there. But they also bonused with our firefighters and our police and our military who had gone running in to save lives. I don't think they could have asked for much more. But then when the plane went down in Pennsylvania, I think they found themselves a little surprised. There's that damned American resolve that we keep hearing about, and it happened fast. These people had just heard that there was another terrorist attack, there was planes taken over, now their plane is taken over, they put two and two together, and they acted immediately in the interest of America knowing that they would be sacrificing their own lives, just like those terrorists who spent their entire lives growing and learning that that's what they would do, 
But these men and women, they acted never having planned to give their lives intentionally for a cause in a matter of moments to save not just American lives, but to save America's infrastructure, to save important icons of America somewhere in Washington, D.C. That had to hurt. That had to hurt to know that their terrorists had lost the battle on that plane to American resolve. But like any good game, here we are in the final stretch of the last quarter, and they're laughing at us again because that American resolve has weakened. And now we give them back a country. We give them our weapons. And we sit back and we lick our wounds and we talk about things on the domestic platform that are so irrelevant to the world platform that they just couldn't be more excited to see us so distracted by such menial crap. Why can't we pull ourselves together as a family of Americans and show the world how amazing the United States of America really is without another attack on U.S. soil? Well, just like I said about getting into 9-11, how we had become complacent, we become comfortable in our lives as Americans. Imagine now, 20 years later, the amount of comfortable living we have. Just think back to the 90s. If the internet was just being born, most people by 9-11-2001 did not have internet access. Very few people had cell phones, but they were starting to grow. But a cell phone was a cell phone. It wasn't this information platform. We didn't have cameras easily at our disposal. You had to carry a camera in your pocket. So much of the world has changed. So many comforts. Uber rides. Uber eats. You name it. The world is your oyster, especially as an American. Things just come to you. You don't even have to type in the Google search bar anymore. You can essentially just think it and have a conversation in your living room, and then the ads start coming to you. As scary as we all say that we think that is, we love it. We love the comfort and the ability to get what we want at our fingertips with little or no effort, just by paying a little bit of money. And we don't even want to go earn the money anymore. We are so comfortable as Americans a comfort that no one in the world has ever felt before. A century almost after Pearl Harbor, two decades after 9-11, what is next? And how many more times will it take before we lose that comfortable insanity that we live in as Americans and we recognize that there will always be threats and always be people out there who hate our country? And our Western way of life, despite the fact that they've profited and benefited from it themselves for generations. I think we will win this battle and we will show how great American resolve is once again. And the sentiment of patriotism amongst Americans will rise again. But I'm afraid we're going to have to get hurt along the way before it happens. So as law enforcement officers, our job is to minimize that hurt. We need to pay attention every day on the street, watch our major infrastructure areas, watch our water sources, our gas and pipeline and energy sources. And if we see something suspicious, we need to be on top of it. Mind you, we're not looking for Muslims. We're not looking for blacks or men or women or white people or Asians. 
We're looking for suspicious behavior. We've always been good at it for decades and decades. We continue to be good at it. And we're even better now at articulating it because articulation is so important today in order to get through the domestic argument and face the international battle. We have to be able to articulate what we see, why we took the actions we took, and what hopeful outcome we created. Being an American, to me, is so much more than just living north of Mexico and south of Canada. I love this country. I know as much as any of you do. I can't imagine the world without America. And I think much of the world can't imagine itself without us as well. But somehow we've allowed our media and many of our people in our own country to believe that we have brought evil upon the entire world and that the entire world hates us. When so contrary to that is true. We are the best thing that's ever happened to this globe. Our advances in technology, the automobile, the light bulb, just capturing electricity, creating massive cities with infrastructures and technologies, sewage systems, writing books, making movies, flying to the International Space Station and even first the moon. Just the advances alone that the United States has made in the interest of human race is mind-boggling. One of the books you should read, uh, family, is uh, The 5,000-Year Leap. It's an amazing book that describes just exactly what the United States has done for Earth. I'm only here to say that what the United States has done for the rest of the world and for poverty and for advancing human life. Look at the medical society that we have created. What the United States has done for the people around the globe is unimaginable. Brilliant. And I'm damn proud to be a part of that history and that legacy. Have we done things wrong? Of course we have. I'm done apologizing. None of us should be apologizing, regardless of any type of identity politic that you fall into. We are all Americans. We all have a history. We've learned from that history. We've grown from that history. We've made laws from that history. We've made policies from that history. And we've become the greatest country on earth because of it. Nobody anywhere on earth has a story of their own personal success in their career and their lives where they didn't make terrible mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes to rise to the top. It's what you do with those mistakes and how you learn from those mistakes and how you move forward that separates you from the moderate or the average and makes you incredible. And that is exactly what the United States of America has done. So where were you on that September morning? Well, I was in bed. I had been asleep because I had just gotten off of the night shift. And I woke up to the awful, awful news just before the second building fell. And I sat and I watched it all day long in total awe and disbelief. And then I went to work that night, threw on my vest and my uniform, and I went out on patrol. And I handled a dispute between a waitress and a tourist because the tourist had ordered a baked potato without looking at the price first. And he thought that the price was ridiculous. 
Sir, thousands of people died in New York City just hours ago. And you're arguing with a waitress over the cost of a baked potato. Well, needless to say, he paid his bill. But that was my memory. It's the only call I remember going to that night. That's where I was. Now, in the words of Alan Jackson, where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children or working on some stage in L.A.? Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out in anger and fear for your did you just sit down and cry? Did you weep for the children who lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know? Did you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble And sobbed for the ones left below? Did you burst out with pride for the red, white, and blue and the heroes who died just doing what they do Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer And look at yourself and what really matters I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN but I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran but I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day? Teaching a class full of innocent children Or driving down some cold interstate Did you feel guilty cause you're a survivor? In a crowded room did you feel alone? Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her? Did you dust off that Bible at home? Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened? Close your eyes and not go to sleep. Did you notice the sunset the first time in ages and speak to some stranger on the street? Did you lay down at night and think of tomorrow? Go out and buy you a gun. Did you turn off that violent old movie you're watching? Turn on I Love Lucy reruns Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers Stand in line and give your own blood Did you just stay home and cling tight to your family Thank God you had somebody to love 
just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN but I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope and love are some good things he gave us and the greatest is love I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN But I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us And the greatest is love And the greatest is love And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day? Family, we just got back from Key Biscayne, Florida, where we were at Leo Weekend with Austin Glickman's crew and uh, law enforcement officers from all over the country. I met some absolutely amazing people and a handful of families of fallen peace officers from the last several years. Amazing families, great attitudes. Everybody was uh, just so awesome. and Everybody just loved being around each other and sharing uh, memories of their loved ones. Uh, we swam in the pool, swam in the ocean. We had a great 5K color run, and the families loved the canine demonstration with Miami-Dade uh, and Miami County canines. Uh, it's just a few of the things that happened over the week. It was a beautiful time down in Miami, a great opportunity to meet law enforcement officers from all across the country and just be grateful for our law enforcement family. Uh, if you didn't go, you should seriously consider going to the next one. Keep watching uh, Leo Weekend's Facebook page uh, or their website. And make sure you know when and where the next ones are. I think the next, very next one is probably in New York. But uh, no promises, but we are working hard to try and put one together somewhere around Vail, Colorado for a ski weekend in February of 2023. Uh, so mark your calendars if you're interested in a nice ski winter weekend uh, in Colorado. Mark your calendars and make sure you keep paying attention to Leo Weekend's website. Of course, our website at the Blue Family Tree will also help advertise that. And don't forget, family, that this is all about keeping you alive on a shift and keeping you peaked and at the top of your game when you go to work. But it's all based from our nonprofit at the Blue Family Tree, which is designed to provide families of fallen peace officers with a financial gift from peace officers and peace officer families and close peace officer supporters from all around the country. Most people give about $10 a month through recurring donations on our website. That's $120 a year. And if you do that, I've got a challenge coin for you because I think you're that amazing. But that's what we need. That's what this organization does, uh, keeping you alive and giving you this uh, podcast and our monthly newsletter article and uh, our seminar 
those are all kind of side missions. The primary mission here is to give you an opportunity and a place where you can give to every family represented on Officer Dell Memorial page in a given year. Right now, we bring in just somewhere right in the neighborhood of $10,000 a year, so we're not giving to every family on Officer Dell Memorial page, seeing as how right now we're over 350 for the year, but we do give to as many as we can. Uh, so far to date, and this has been about three years now, we've given to 13 families, and we hope to give to, uh, I'd love to give to 10 families next year, uh, but we're going to have to have more people signing up and agreeing to give. Look, if you've ever been to a law enforcement funeral, and I've been to far more than I can count at this point in my career, if you're one of those officers who's been there and you've thought, gosh, I wish there was something more I could do, and maybe you even thought, I want to give the family some money, but you can't just open up the white pages and send it to them. What do you do? And is your money really worth it? What do you got, 20 bucks? What, are you going to just throw a 20 at them? So you don't, you don't do anything. And so the whole idea here is I felt like that and I've done nothing. There's got to be hundreds and thousands of us who felt like that and haven't done anything. We want to collect all of those people's did-nothing opportunities, make them happen, and give them to these families. That's a lot of opportunity for a big loving gift that has been passed by in the past, but doesn't need to anymore. Let's get together. Let's give that collective gift at thebluefamilytree.org. Donate now. Donate monthly. Donate 10 bucks a month to families of fallen peace officers. God bless you all. Stay safe. Till next time. You're listening to the Blue Family Tree Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Blue Family Tree Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe for future episodes. You can listen to us on iTunes Podcast or at our website, thebluefamilytree.org. You can also find us on Facebook. Remember, our primary mission is to provide families of fallen peace officers with a financial gift made up collectively from law enforcement families and close law enforcement supporters around the country through small monthly donations. Learn how you can contribute to our collective gift at thebluefamilytree.org. Until next time. Stay safe. You're listening to the Blue Family Tree Podcast.